You're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM here in Kingston, and welcome to Screening in Kingston. And welcome back. It is cold in Kingston, Ontario. It is so cold. I mean, it's kind of about time. Frankly. Yeah, like it's real winter now. It, it was nice that it was sunny, but that's what it almost is a trick. You think, oh, it's it's so beautiful outside, and then you walk out and your face is frozen. So <laughs> Climate change is real because it was <laughs> super hot to super cold real fast. Yeah. It's funny because up until probably this past week, I wasn't even w- wearing like an actual winter coat. I was still kind of like spring kind of coat. Yeah. It was getting colder, but it wasn't consistently cold. There were still too many days that were like plus five, plus seven. Yeah. Now we're finally into the it's always below, which is great for me because I have bats living in my wall, so they stay asleep. Good. I um, have been wearing <laughs> a parka since like November. So yes. like the days where it was like plus five, I was just sweating. I've, so I've, I run really hot though. Fair. Like I'm my, Fair. even my body temperature is just so much warmer normally. And sometimes I literally radiate heat. Like I'll be sitting and I feel the heat coming off me. So it's kind of nice to have this cold. A little cold jealous. I mean, sweater. I'm not though, cause it's uncomfortable. Um, I find it very uncomfortable to be very warm. on yeah. a day like today, it would have been nice. Don't to... you find it though easier just in life? To, to warm yourself up then cool yourself off because can't you just add layers oh, yeah, and that's yeah, how you warm yeah, up but yeah. then to cool off like eventually you run out of layers and you're just like sitting in a pool of your own sweat. yeah 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 great okay glad cool. we agree um so uh, today uh today we're, we're talking about the two popes yes which we both um watched on netflix yeah <laughs> as opposed to going anywhere and doing anything this week. i mean it was it was a snowstorm yes to be fair and also- we are trying to catch up on the oscars like it was a nominated film we were trying yeah. to catch up on things like it, i mean it certainly fits there wasn't um like when i checked the screening room listings there wasn't really anything that like jumped out that was like an yeah. oscar connection if that makes sense yeah and like they there's a few opening in the next coming weeks but this past week was just a bit of a quieter yeah. one yeah so two popes. So two popes. That's the movie we both watched and we'll review. We've got some fan questions to kick off. I'm going to give a quick update on our Oscars poll. Yes. Pool? What am I? Poll. Pool. It's kind of a poll. In a <laughs> kind way. of. Kind of. You are. You are certainly guessing things. Yeah. Um, I will give an update on that later in the show because we'll talk about uh, getting that set up, uh, and uh, we have a fun game to play. I'm excited. Uh, Taylor is actually playing a fun game Yay! that I've created. Which the... means if I have to guess anyone's names, we'll be here a while. That is literally the game. <laughs> so, <laughs> but but there's a time constraint. Anyway, okay, we'll we'll go through right. it. It'll be good. It'll, it'll um, but we are going to uh, to start this show off with a, with a wedding update. It's been a couple weeks. It's been a couple weeks. So let's cue that wedding update music. The wedding had to be fun. You get the decorations, families coming together. That's a nice moment. What'd you have to eat? Crab cakes. Are you kidding me? Crab cakes? How could you not have a good time eating crab cakes? cakes. I love them. And you got a band? Did you have a band? It's a great band. It's a bad band. It's like pizza, baby. It's good no matter what. There's music in the air. Shout. Yeah. Oh, 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 Shout now. Jump up and shout now. It's now time for a Taylor and Dan wedding update. Here's Taylor. Uh, my 
my wedding shoes came in the mail. And in the mail, I I'm very much an online shopper. Okay, and I feel like a lot of people aren't. And so when I tell them that I've been ordering things like wedding related in the mail, they're like, "What?" Well, that that's that's strange to me. Even though like I get online shopping and I understand why why people do it. And and but the wedding stuff normally. You go out and you go to different things, but it's interesting. Hey, you're getting it hey, in the mail. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, I know what, what I want. Yeah, if you know what you want, go so, for it. So uh, I and I tried them on at work. Like I wore them for a day at work, and they're very comfortable. So I have my wedding shoes, and I met with the florist mm. just this past weekend, just before the snowstorm. Right. Like it was Saturday. You, you snuck and it in just before the it, yeah. snow was falling, but it wasn't yet. Hey, we had a couple hours Saturday morning. Yeah, you got to get things. it in. Yeah, you got to get do as much as you can before the snow comes. So I talked to the florist, and that went well. And I talked to my mom, and she said she would pay to have an open bar. Ooh, so. wow. <laughs> Way to go, mom. So, well, and it, my parents are divorced, so she went, mm. I'll talk to d- your dad. Like, the, we should pay yeah, for that. Yeah, okay, okay. So, so they might split yeah. it. and yeah. um, Culturally, on one side of my family – they're Russian. My mom's mm-hmm. from a Russian family. And my dad is from sort of like a um, Scottish Catholic family. But um, we're from southern Ontario. And our families have never had a cash bar. And, like, my family thinks it's, like, a little tacky oh, if really? you have a cash bar. Like, it's always been open bar for all yeah, the, like the weddings. Yeah, like, you're having a party. And... You should provide the booze. Gotcha. Everyone should be, like, well lubricated by the time they leave. <laughs> so um, I come to eastern Ontario, mm. and everyone's like, what do you mean you yeah. want an open bar? Yeah, yeah. And so I don't know if it's geographical or just cultural within my family. Like, definitely the Russians, it would be rude if you didn't yeah. um, have an open bar. So yeah. anyways, we're thinking we're going to have an open bar. That's Very what we've cool. kind of landed wow. on. That hey, open bars like that's. I'm gonna not going to tell people, people the location because otherwise uh, <laughs> you're going to have fans showing up. Yeah, I'd be like, to, we heard it was an open bar. bar. Yeah, <laughs> that would be that would be pretty funny. Yeah, I was. No, it's funny fair. that you bring up um, just sort of like the cultural differences and in, in in things such as weddings and things because I was literally just having this conversation with someone and I quoted Star Trek that I think it's important that people don't confuse race and culture. Because often they they can be two very different yes. things. Someone may have a racial background of, of a certain right. know, area, but culturally, because of where they grew up or maybe yeah. something in the family, they actually culturally mm-hmm. is something different. So it's interesting where you're talking about, you know, you one side of the family, this one side of the family. That you, that's where culture yes. and is, is more what you're talking about mm. than it is than, you know – Racially, you're this, this, yeah. and this. You're saying, well, culturally, and the things that are expected within the culture, tradition, yeah. And yeah, and the tradition. So, my question for you is: the wedding you were just in, yes, in the fall, uh, yes, end of summer. Gosh, time flies by. Yeah, I'm like it yeah, was last August. week. Yeah, no, two, it was... two of my friends. I had two weddings that I went to. One I was involved in, and one I just went to. Yeah. And uh, cash bar, or open bar. No, it it was actually um, the so. So for one of them, it was actually uh, the receptions were were held in two different ways. So so my friend that got married, um, Andrew, the person he married, Jess, both their families are massive. So they actually had to have two completely different receptions. So how that happened was is you went to the wedding and then there was a sort of a private little event. Like a dinner. A dinner where, yeah, I mean, you could order stuff, but like the dinner was kind of provided for you. Right. you if you ordered like an alcohol drink, it would be extra on right. top of it. But the dinner was provided right. completely yeah, yeah, yeah. for you. I've been to things where it's like, yeah. Yeah. But it's then like the receptions 
were both one of them was a, was a dry reception and one of them they they provided some some, out, some alcohol but it was all provided right. like it was it was uh, it was basically like two backyard parties so it's all all food and were drinks they are held all provided simultaneously separately so what happened was is they did the wedding in August and then in September one weekend was one side of the family and one weekend was the other side of the family and they cleared out their it was actually really nice they cleared out their backyard and basically did a massive wedding like a reception. Cookout. Yeah, like a cookout for, yeah. but they provide, yeah, all the food, all the drinks, everything was provided. Right. Um, but yeah, one, I know one of the, one of the two was, was dry. So there wasn't really any alcohol, but the second one, yeah, it was all free. Like there was Got alcohol it. and it was completely free. Um, so yeah, I think that was just, they're hosting a party. They provide everything. Yeah. That was kind of their mentality. And then the, the wedding I went to in Calgary, it was an open bar. Yeah. See, so I think yeah. maybe, I don't know. Maybe my friends are just cheap. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, and I could say it's expensive. I could it is, see. It's going to be but, quite. Uh, um, but it's, it's good that if you have parents who can chip in, yeah, who are going to help yeah. and everything. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't. Know. Maybe our fans can weigh in. What did Tyler do? He can like he yes, got yes, recently. Tyler. Let us know. What did you do? Did you cash bar? Cash bar? Did you open. elope? Did you not even do? I, could I don't see know. Him What's the, absolutely. There's also uh, the Toonie Bar, which is popular, where it's just a uh, Toonie for a drink, no matter what you're drinking. Oh, okay. Um, but I've my mom was like, Psh, you can't even do that. Oh, okay. Like, my family would be – that would be so unusual. They wouldn't yeah. even know to burn cash with them. I, I – See this thing, like I think I've seen enough and been to enough weddings that I've seen it done both ways. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised. Like if I saw a cash bar, I wouldn't be surprised. If I didn't, I wouldn't. But I get from again from a cultural or family standpoint, even just a traditional standpoint, if you just don't think that that's, that's normal. normal or right or proper or whatever, you know, I, I could see it. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so okay, that's the wedding update. <laughs> Shoes in the mail, open bar, pretty there good, you go. pretty good. Things are progressing. You know? Yeah. I, I can't wait for the day where it's just like, well, not that I can't. I actually, I don't want this to happen to you, but something's happened and your wedding update, you it's like, like, I'm it's, crying. You're crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just the emo- This is supposed to be like a fun thing, but the emotion just my, gets to you. My bridesmaid yeah. is. And the show goes yeah. off the rails. I don't know why I'm wishing this on you, but I mean, it's more. Our listeners are probably like that. Oh, absolutely. Some Instead, of they're like, oh, great. She's checked another thing off yeah, her yeah. list. <laughs> yeah, cool. very, very interesting, Taylor. <laughs> um, speaking of fans, let's hear from them. Yeah. We've got three fan questions. First, we have Nikki. Nikki writes in, with winter finally here. I, so Nikki must be in Kingston then. I'm just going to throw. I'm sorry, or somewhere yeah. where there's somewhere, if winter, winter finally. Somewhere maybe in Ontario because this storm hit across Ontario. Yeah. So maybe. With winter finally here, I find myself huddled up at home watching movies and streaming TV shows more than usual. Aside from your Oscar movies, what movies and TV shows are you both watching as you settle in for the winter? Uh, are, you, are you and Dan huddled up to anything particular? Believe it or not, Trailer Park Boys. We're rewatching Trailer Park Boys. There is no answer you could have given me that shocks me more than what you just <laughs> said. Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, the TV show. So we right. finished, as our listeners, I think I've mentioned on the show before, Dan and I kind of pick a show and slowly work through it. Yeah. So we've done Seinfeld. We've done The Office. We did. We just finished King of the Hill. Um, so now it's we're rewatching Trailer Park Boys. All right, I'm just trying to <laughs> trying to get the pattern here of how Trailer Park Boys fits in. I think it's a funny show. Yeah. Okay. I like it a lot. So does Dan. So we're okay. just having a good. You're time. having a good time. There you go. We're having a good old time watching the Trailer Park Boys. So that's kind of the and we 
kind of binge season one of Westworld recently. Oh, so for yes, Christmas okay. for a long time, which is more on brand, I guess you could say for me. So, so. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sorry, but if you re- you represent yourself in a certain way, you talk about a certain thing on these shows. I'm not. I'm. I'm sure our fans would also be shocked. Like trailer boys, <laughs> what? A loop there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, for a while, Dan and I have been trying to catch up on Westworld, um, but Crave is not the most user friendly. And we were kind of using like that one person's crave, but it wasn't buffering. And then yeah. we were using my sister's crave, um, but we were kind of anyways. So we didn't we didn't have Westworld easily accessible. So Dan, as one of my Christmas presents, got us season one mm. um, on DVD. So we watched the DVDs kind of over the, these last couple months, like January, I guess. Over yeah. January, yeah. we caught we caught back up on Westworld. Great. Um, or at least season one. Now we need to watch season two, and there might even be a third. Season I think yeah, now. they've they've started to advertise a third. I don't yeah. know if it's aired yet, but they've advertised um, that a third season is coming. And we want to watch the first season of True Detective. Nice. But again, with those kind of quote unquote prestige shows, they unless you have Crave because they're mostly HBO, it's difficult. That was what we had. What we were watching instead, we were yeah. watching True Detective. Anyways, yeah. so um, really, we have to figure out how to put Crave on our smart TV. Gotcha. And then once it's signed in, it's signed in. Hopefully, yeah. and it won't. Yeah, I, I have the Crave app on my smart TV, and I, I I've also noticed there Does it can bump be. You off? It doesn't bump me off, but it doesn't always keep track of what I've been watching and what my cravings are. But on my computer, it will. So my computer has me all caught up. But then sometimes when I go on the app on my smart TV, it doesn't know what episodes I've watched and it doesn't save any of my cravings. So I have to find. Sometimes I have to right. literally search for shows that I've been watching. Not, yeah, they've got some. They've got some bugs to work I out. I find some even of their apps. the the computer app isn't very good. I've never had an issue with the computer app. Maybe it's my computer. But I don't but know. I will say I have had problems with a smart TV app. So um, Nikki, long story short, Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, Trailer West Park World, Boys. There you go. Uh, True Detective. There aren't like particular winter movies I watch, but. Dan and I will likely go see the the gentleman very soon. Yeah, yeah. With uh, Guy, Guy Ritchie's, Ritchie's new film. movie. Um, that means we have to leave the house, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That it, I can definitely understand the just huddling up because like yeah. the, I don't want to leave the house as much these couple of of months, like January, yeah. February, March. So I definitely get that. I, for me, I'm I just finished watching all of Netflix's um, TV show Love. That's the Judd Apatow produced right, yeah. show. Um, I just got through all three seasons of that. Um, and Atypical, which is another right. comedy on Netflix. Yeah. I just finished binging all of that as well. Um, both very funny. Highly recommend. Um, trying to think if there's anything else that I'm I'm binging. There's a lot of things that I'm slowly going through. Like I'm not binging anything else, but I'm slowly watching like episodes of Lost in Space. Because right. the second season – was released over the holidays, but I'm watching one episode at a time every couple of days because I don't want it to. Because I felt like The Mandalorian just was just here and it went, even though right. that was weekly. Yeah, I, I like to try to you like savor. Yeah, savor it because so, I really, I'm mean, really enjoying Lost in Space. So that's the thing that I'm watching weekly. Um, 
but other than that, I, I'm actually looking for kind of so I, I like to have two types of binge shows. I like to have the binge show I 100% pay attention to, mm-hmm. which to me was like Westworld yeah. and Lost in Space and things I really focus on. And Story then I driven. yes, and then I have the like background noise binge. Fuller House. Fuller House. Even Love was that. Like even right. though it was really good, you could still like do other things in the background because I work a lot at home and I like yeah. to do things. So that's what the office was for me mm-hmm. and that's it but i've gone through the office enough times and brooklyn 99 which i that's just a good uh, one. yeah that i again background you don't have to pay attention as much you can jump in and jump out um so yeah i'm looking for another show like that i do want to give a shout out to you with pen badgley mm, yes uh, i've heard a lot about this trash tv like if you're looking for like Kind of a guilty pleasure, okay. although I don't believe in guilty pleasures. But if you're looking for kind of a show you can just put on and l- like, just like just what, like candy, yeah, right? just like Fuller like, House is yeah. for me. It's just a thing to put on and it doesn't, yeah. So it's kind of a phenomenon now. Like you probably listeners have seen all the memes. Um, it's the first couple episodes. Like I wasn't really convinced. I didn't really get what all the hype was, but it grows on you. Oh, okay, and yeah. if you're into sort of that. You know, um, twisty, true crimey, like he's a beautiful psycho type situation. I've heard it's like similar experience to watching like Riverdale and those types of shows where it kind of sucks you in after a while. Yeah, but it's darker than that because like he's straight up like first episode, you know, he's a stalker. Like he's a legitimate interesting that's that's interesting but they paint him as like a romantic and this is to me this is the value of these streaming services you would never get these shows if it was just traditional cable no one would green like them well apparently it started on lifetime really and it's very much like that 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 surprises like a lifetime drama like you know those okay yeah yeah okay interesting again kind of soap opera-y but if you like riverdale but kind of want a more although Riverdale tries to be edgy. Yeah. They're still high but school it, but students. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's meant for a teen yeah, audience like the, and preteen like audience. Yeah, they're adults. Yeah, he's straight up a stalker. Yeah. Enjoy. See, like I, yeah, I don't, I don't personally like things like Riverdale, but I also give those things a pass because they're very much targeted to a specific age bracket and a specific like you're targeting preteens and teens, and like this is the type. I mean, I had those types of shows yeah. when I was a kid, like Dawson's Creek. Not great, but I I loved it, watching it. So, you know, I think there's a place, obviously, for those types of things, and they find their audience. One more shout-out, because Riverdale reminded me, because they've had a crossover. The third season of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, yes. That's coming out. They've had a crossover? Yeah, because it technically takes place in the same universe. Yes, because it isn't like it was part of the Archie comic. Yeah, it's Archie. Was Sabrina, yeah. It takes place in the same universe. Okay, so so there was one or two crossover episodes, I think. That is coming on Netflix, I believe this month i haven't the watched the first or second season it's yet it's good i i it's, people keep saying it's good and i keep it's one of those things that's sitting in the queue yeah like it's I sitting know. in the thing and i just haven't gotten there but i i want to start sabrina that would be good, for yeah. for nikki i was just leaning over to check her name nikki yeah, yeah that would be and i i'm sorry i assume it's a woman it might not be um if you haven't started Sabrina or you're waiting for the third season, that would be that's a good yeah. binge winter time, snuggle into bed with some popcorn and just yeah. go to town. I that actually might be something I do because that's what I did with Stranger Things. I waited till yeah. the third season was out and binged all three. It's a good call. Yeah, and I might do this maybe I'll do that with Sabrina. Yeah. I actually kinda like the fact that with 
love is gone and finished now, but all three seasons are there going through all it's of it. It nice. was nice to kind of like keep going and yeah. have that. Yeah. Um, okay. Next question. Just it, the sign off was just J, the letter J. J. So that's what we're going with. Um, any love for just mercy looks pretty good, but it's been left off. Any awards consideration isn't even being talked about as a snub. So Just Mer- Mercy is a sh- is a movie know. that is. yeah. So a lot of people don't. <laughs> Just Mer- Mercy is a is a movie that I saw previews for over the holidays and went, oh, this looks good. I actually had the same reaction that Jay did of like, this looks kind of good. Mm. This looks like an interesting movie. And I've actually I haven't seen it yet, but I have read some reviews on it, and, and they're actually pretty positive. So it's a movie. Um, that Michael B. Jordan plays a young lawyer who is going to a very small town after the kind of leader, the father of a family, is being wrongfully accused of a crime, played by Jamie Foxx. And it's, a, it's, it's like a pretty much a race thing. It's the right. reason why he's being accused, because he's black. Right. And so Michael B. Jordan is like the only lawyer who believes there's more to this case and is willing to look okay. into it, and he's willing to do it for free. Which is big for the family because they don't have a lot of money. So I don't actually know, and this is a really good question because the at first the release date was January, so it would be next. It would be next year's Oscars, and because it's released in January, normally that's where you put movies that weren't very good. But the reviews have been very good, so I did some more research. It actually did open in in December in the US. It just came to Canada a little later. So it actually would it, it's technically it a 2019 qualified. movie. Yeah. So I don't know how this movie passed on the radar. Maybe it was the marketing cuz again, a lot of the Oscars and and this is the same no matter what for any for any awards thing or really anything. You still have to promote and you still have to push for certain types of awards for your films. So maybe they just didn't have the budget. I don't know, but That's what happened with so if Listeners remember all the way back to before the holidays on our most anticipated list, like the list of what we still wanted to see for 2019, A Hidden Life was on my list, Mm -hmm. which has been like generating moderate buzz and has been getting really good reviews. So I thought it would get like a couple Oscar nominations, at least for writing, even though it hasn't technically opened in our community yet, Kingston. Um, It's opened in other cities, but it hasn't come to Kingston yet. So I thought, okay, and it's Terrence Malick, I believe. He's like a well-known yeah. filmmaker. Yeah. Um, he refused to campaign. Yeah, that was like that happens. That's why yeah. it wasn't. People were like, oh, it's been snubbed. He just decided, yeah. I'm not gonna play the game. And it's possible, you know. Again, I haven't seen this movie, so I don't know if if Just Mercy is is really good or if it's like not good. It's possible it's just not as good as it looks because yeah. I mean it, even from Jay's wording of the question, it looks good. I don't know if Jay, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but I I was intrigued too. I I went this looks really good, so maybe but it's maybe not as good. they had a good editor for the trailer. Maybe, <laughs> but again, I there's a tr- there's one really good YouTube reviewer that I love. He reviewed it and had nothing but good things to say about it, mm. but also didn't address the no nomination thing. So I don't know. I don't know if Maybe it classifies as 2019, but technically still doesn't qualify for some reason. In order to have your movie qualify for the Oscars, the movie has to play for at least one week in a theater in Los Angeles. Maybe it didn't do that. Maybe it didn't do that. I, I don't, again, we don't know, and there's so much around the rules of Oscars we don't know. But yeah, it's a good point in terms of the performances look really good. It, Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx are nominated actors from other yeah, things. They're, so, and they're like legitimate guys. Yeah, so I, I don't know. That's a great Weird. question. 
Well, I I'll be honest, I haven't seen anything about it. So it, it looks really good. You can look up the trailer if you okay. want. It's it's quite uh, looks quite good. Cool. Last question comes from Natalie. I'm so confused about how both of you could say Little Women didn't deserve an Oscar nomination for Best Director. This is the exact type of sexist attitude that keeps great films from being recognized by any awards body or the general public. Can either of you even name a female director without looking it up? I bet not. Well, I mean, Patty Jenkins is a female director. Um, <laughs> I can't name anyone, so that's yeah, not so fair. <laughs> yeah, it's not fair to Taylor. We're going to find out more about her inability the to name things who, later. The woman who directed The Farewell. I don't know her name, but she's a woman. Off the top of my head, I don't know her name either. Um, but yeah, like Patty Jenkins um, – is is a female director Elizabeth Banks, um, the uh, book smart Olivia Wilde, who just did book smart. Um, they're all female directors. I mean, I can name a few, but it's the same I as male directors. I can just name directors. I think it's unfair to say that this we're being sexist when we thought the movie was very good. We just didn't like the direction. We did think I the direction liked, was weak. I wouldn't I mean, have liked the direction of a man. Did yeah, the yeah that, in this particular, thi- like the things that we pointed out, I thought were specific, like specifically about the choice of t- what the she did with time the timelines and how that came became confusing. Like that's a director's choice to do those things. So that that to me is a clear direction thing that we didn't like. So yeah, I, I mean, again, like in all honestly, I, honesty, like I can't really respond too much to this question because like I don't I think your premise is incorrect like we're not saying Greta Gerwig by the way you just like didn't even name can you do you know the name of the director of Little Women Natalie because it's Greta Gerwig (laughs) that's her name (laughs) she directed uh that movie that no we didn't like but everyone else did the Lady Bird Bird. yeah Lady Bird just wasn't as good as people said but anyway um you know I didn't like Lady Bird either am I a sexist yeah, like that's – I mean part of – I think like the premise of what you're saying I agree with is that when when female actors – this has female directors and actors and, and writers and this has nothing to do with awards. It has to do with amount of opportunity. There, There's not a lot of female directors getting opportunities. So that's the problem. It's not that yeah. they're not being nominated. That's the problem. It's And that's why people misunderstood even the Oscars. So white thing, it's not about the Oscars. It's about opportunities and mass amounts. There's just too many opportunities out there that are not being given to female directors, that are still being given to the same types of people that we see all the time. Like, that's the problem. That's the I issue. I think I'm a better feminist because I judge the film on the merit of the film alone. Yeah. I'm not going to support a movie just because it has a female director. No, and I think that that's is why equally as I don't well. like, and I've said this before on the show, I don't like Greta's directing. No, you don't like Greta Gerwig, no. And that's not because she's a man or a woman. I just don't think she – I don't like her style of directing. See, to me, she's just – like just, I don't like Tarantino. She's just – I think she's too young for us to kind of know what she's going to become as a director. And because we only have like three women directors to choose from, we're like, oh – we have to support Greta. There's only three other ladies yeah. and we all have to give them equal support. I'm not going to support them if I don't like their artwork. I didn't like Lady yeah. Bird. Yeah. I liked I liked Little Women a lot. I think it deserves a best picture nomination. I think it I think Florence Plow Pew. <laughs> Florence Plow. Florence Plow. Florence Pew. <laughs> Cuz there's a L in her last name maybe. Yeah, but know. it's pronounced Pew. Pew. Okay. Yeah. Florence Pew deserves best a- best supporting actress. Yep. I think that movie has a lot of 
great things about it. I don't think it was a snub because I don't think it was the best directed film. I think Aquafina and Taron Egerton not being nominated for acting That's roles is an actual snub because or those were at the top of their game. The woman who directed The Farewell. She wasn't nominated for Best No, that's direction. actually, that's very true. And there, there's a couple other movies. I was reading some things about Harriet other snubs. Harriet was directed by a woman. And what's interesting is I kind of get the amount of nominees sometimes becomes an issue. But if you do nominate a film for Best Picture, wouldn't you also have to consider the director for Best Director? I, mean, I know the I, amount's not the same. But, like, I to do, me, I that's do a big think, part of it. I do think it's weird when they nominate a best picture yeah. but not a best director. Which then sometimes numbers, because you can nominate up to ten films, yeah. but you can only have five nominees for director. So maybe it's a numbers thing, but that is interesting. I know. I'm sick of people being like, because I see this discourse a lot yeah. that you know, oh, if you don't like X woman, you're being sexist. Yeah, and where's the love for for Patty Jenkins, who who is a better female director? Director of Wonder Woman, among other things. She's Zero Dark Thirty as well. But where's the love for Patty Jenkins? I didn't see a single person talk about Wonder Woman. Again, because it's a genre film. But but this is what I'm talking about. Prejudice to things exists all over. People like to pick and choose what their rage is about, right? (laughs) So, oh, the fact that, you know, Mike and Taylor don't like Greta. Now we're sexist. I didn't say I didn't like Greta, though. I'm I'm a little more optimistic about Greta Gerwig's or future, the, but what was the phrasing uh, that we didn't think yeah, we she didn't, deserved a best yeah. directing which award? Is true. Now we're sexist. Yeah, like come on, like that would be like saying an African American actor we didn't like their film, we're automatically racist because yeah. we didn't yeah. like their directing. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, give me a break. do I have a problem with white women because I didn't like her smell? Like is that <laughs> <laughs> like is that <laughs> directed by a man, but the lead role Elizabeth uh, Moss? Like Elizabeth Moss yeah, like is that my problem? <laughs> like, I don't know. I just feel like. This, like, we've talked about it before on this show, like, rage culture. Yeah. That, like, because we're not we're not walking, like, the status quo into in terms of who we're supporting and who we're not supporting, yeah. we're all of a sudden villains. And also, but, like, I mean, Natalie, I, I got to say, you didn't, like, why did you like, and why does she deserve best director then? Like, yeah, g- give us. us that. You, d- Tyler Vance... I read his his weird uh, poetic uh, like poetic <laughs> his, his paragraphs. Yeah, his whole theory. I read everything he sends us. You just send us a little paragraph just yelling at us. Give us details. Why did you think that? Like, if you're gonna frame these types of emails, why don't you say, "Hey, this is why I think she deserves best director." Point, 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 point. And we'll point. read it on air. And we'll read it on air. And we'll discuss it. We'll probably disagree, but that doesn't mean we won't read it. We disagree with Tyler all the time. We, I'm sorry, I'm just bringing up his example because we well, have a rhetoric back fan and forth. Fan with of the him. show. Fan of the show, Tyler <laughs> Vance. So you know he, when you when you bring up these points, have reasons. Have reasons, and we'll discuss them. Right now, you're just sort of yelling at us, which is the same as that. What was that person who who just? Where do you get off? Yeah, is that what she? That was what. That, that was, what it was. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was. That was who from do you like, think you are or something. We also got who do you think you are? We got both. Someone asked us, where do you get off? Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> I don't remember that, but that's awesome. So this isn't, Natalie's isn't even the worst comment we've gotten. Oh, won, no, but, not at all. Um, and and again, if you, have a, if you have a strong point, if you think we're eliminating someone for reasons other than merit, call us out on it and say it, though. Like, give us the reasons. I agree with what you're saying, Taylor, is that, is that you can't just say we're sexist because we don't think she deserves like, the nomination. Like, Natalie just, like, her comment was clickbaity, in yeah. my opinion. Oh, for sure. Like, Very clickbaity. Oh, like, 
click here to see why Mike and Taylor. Yes, are yeah, that, and that and that's part of the issue with these conversations is we don't anytime that people are honest about something and bring up really good points. Sometimes the way they do it turns people away or because of other people and clickbaity things like this, yeah. you ignore when people bring up actual things like people. So many people toss away Ricky Gervais comments and toss away Joaquin's Phoenix comics comments at the Golden Globes because of the way they did it. But they both had really strong, powerful, yeah. important things to say. And they were not, in my opinion, not particularly wrong. So, again, it's it's you got to sometimes be careful about how you frame your arguments. And if you want does Natalie want us to actually have a discourse and discussion about this? Probably not. She wants us to just get angry or whatever. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't know. But, you know, that's the uh, – to me, that's the important thing about writing these types of emails is give us reasons. Give us thoughts as to why also, you Also, I didn't realize it. that, like, we're the reason why female directors aren't getting a platform. Hey. When we talk about <laughs> – When we on our, our on our little podcast talk about Because I just the end. question. This is the exact sexist attitude that prevents – Yeah, we have no power whatsoever. And we realize that. Like we love our audience. We love what we do. But we're doing this because we're film fans. We have no power. We, we can't decide any of these things. Like I don't think Greta Gerwig listens to this and cries at home because Taylor doesn't like, like her. I didn't realize the New York Times film <laughs> yeah, review. Yeah, yeah. We're just, we're just like – but all the things you flattered know? flattered that we are a platform we are to be frank though we are a community voice so in a way we are a platform yeah. for different voices i think we do a good job it's good that natalie may be calling us on our bullshit but um but have reasons but i think maybe natalie's bullshit yeah because like i don't i don't agree i don't think either of us are sexist and i don't think we eliminated greta gerwig for sexist reasons i think we had pretty clear reasons that we like yeah. edged out in our review um but again you know if if we're wrong if there's something else there natalie give us more detail like we're inviting sure. you to write again give us more detail and we're gonna read it and that that to me is the difference between us and the media that you're talking about no matter what is written to me in a fan question, I'm reading on. We've air. read every we, every single. word, even Tyler's ridiculous word poetry with his his strange maneuvering metaphors. of metaphors and language that gets me tongue tied every time, and I still read it. <laughs> and I should know we would encourage people also to write in whether they agree with Natalie or not. We'd love to hear other people's thoughts about the Greta. Yeah. Like, yeah, was was it snub. actually – do you think it was a snub? Like do people out there think that Greta Gerwig's nomination was a snub or do you think that you can name five other directors, male, female, otherwise, who deserve a nomination over her? Because that to me, that's how it came down. I could probably name seven or eight films that were directed a little bit better. So can you name five that, that were better? There you go. That's the end of our fan questions. <laughs> now on to the two popes. Woo. <laughs> Let's talk about the two popes. So I, I watched this late at night after watching a couple I football games. Forgot. Yeah, well, like I I watched Sunday night. I watched Sunday two football games noon. and then I watched the Sunday po- at two noon popes. and I'm like, oh crap. What a what a interestingly strange movie to to me. Not okay. not in the way it's done, but just okay. This is the before we get in, into anything. Obviously. I think we can talk a little bit more detail about this because it's kind of based on real events. So I don't know if spoilers are really a thing. Like, I think we all know who I mean, becomes Pope later. Like, I don't like, poor Dan. you can look it up. Poor Dan was like, who's Pope now? Oh, How, when, oh Dan didn't when know. That? He's like, <laughs> so Dan who? was like, okay, never He's mind. Like, who's our Pope now? 
who was the pope before Pope JP two? Yeah. Who's the pope after? So so he was a little. This was a okay, spoiler for movie for Dan. Okay, but I feel like when it's just like when we talk about books, like films that are based on books, and the books have been yeah. out for a long time. This isn't like new events. Yeah, so I feel so like I we're gonna spoil the end, I guess. But like we're gonna tell you who becomes pope, even and, though that's and, not even because really it's the point. No, it's not. Movie. It's not at all. It's not. A, but but it's history. Um, this movie really tired me out really really tired of like me the out. the back and like the volleying the tennis yes of conversation and 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 i'm not saying this in a negative way i'm saying that the tennis of the conversation is actually probably my favorite part of the movie oh mine too was the the back and forth between the intellectual between the, yes, battle yes. between and i found it very exhausting but i also i just the whole time i don't i i guess this is how pope Benedict was Anthony Hopkins. Yes, Pope Benedict. Because I just couldn't get over how Anthony Hopkins was out of breath every 15 seconds. Now, he had the little Fitbit thing and they were doing the walking, whatever, but I just kept, oh my God, just sit down and give Pope him a glass Benedict of water. Pope Benedict XVI is, because he's still alive, Yes, is Pope Emeritus, for yes. spoiler, yes. Um, <laughs> is, uh, was, is and was very sick. Well, and, and I mean, I get that. And it's just, it the was whole too real yeah <laughs> the whole time i'm just like You're oh like, can edit you just it. edit your performance a, it's like when sometimes i'm talking to people and they start coughing or hiccuping or out of breath and it's like you can stop talking for a second take, take a, breath, a breath take a glass yeah. of water and then continue but they don't and that's all i felt like with this back and forth i'm just like it's like he played a very old man yeah, very well v- I but, mean- <laughs> but very old like it's like it's like pope francis it was like you're kicking him while he's dead like pope yeah. francis just keeps talking to him I'm like can you give him a second can you just like stop talking take give him a breath so, but yeah i i loved the back and forth between the, the several the scene in the garden was amazing um, the scene in the chapel. The scene in the chap- chapel was fantastic. And I just, the back and forth to me is just, like, it's just showcasing superb acting and superb it use of language. Well-deserved ac- acting nominations. I, I will agree with that now. Yeah. For now both having of seen them. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I would say, I don't know. Um, I didn't, I haven't, I didn't follow uh, Pope Benedict's papal see as much as Pope Francis because I was of a different age and I wasn't involved in the mm-hmm. church really when uh, Pope Benedict was um, Pope. Um, so I don't know his sort of mannerisms the way that I know Pope Francis's, but remind me of the name of the guy who played Pope Francis. A uh, Jonathan Price? Yes. He has Pope Francis's mannerisms definitely the way like there's one at the beginning of the movie he's kind of scratching his hand on a pad of beer like yeah like he really embodied he looks like pope francis yeah and the way he moved his body and so that to me is a sign when you're able to play it's so hard to ever play a real person but to play a real person that's still alive yeah, and they both kind of had that challenge, and and I definitely think they did an amazing job. And there's a lot of things about actually 
um, Pope Benedict that I learned about by the I mean I knew he was kind of sick but I didn't know like why and how and like yeah. and I didn't realize he was going blind in one like in his left eye was either. pretty much blind like I, I had no idea um, and I love the line that where he's like the humor the subtle humor in yeah. here was good for a movie where I didn't think especially around religion there's you know always they a really lot of humor. humanize them. they really do because the, there's this really great moment where Pope Benedict like is explaining why he has the Fitbit and he's saying like yeah the doctor said for a you know, for a seventy-year-old, yeah, eighty-six-year-old man, I'm I'm in pretty good shape, but for a human being, I'm not. And I was like, okay, that's that's goes, pretty good. So, the characterization, and I don't know if this is true, but I would say it is, knowing what I know about Pope Bene, uh, about Benedict, he's very dry. Yeah. So he goes, he delivers the line, and he goes. I guess that was a joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is good. Which and there's is really a couple good. moments where. They're kind of like lobbing like slings at each other. Yeah. I don't know. Like that was so that I loved. I thought the writing was really impressive. And apparently um, a priest friend of mine told me um, that it was directed by an atheist. Oh. So considering that an atheist made a very Catholic movie, um, I think he did a very good sensitive and, job and hey it goes to show you like we talk anyone can kind of do these things yeah. anything really if if you take it seriously and you detach from yourself and like okay i want to direct this really well i mean clearly i, I didn't know that at all and I, I mean we'll have to fact check but that's yeah. what i was told so i should again in terms of fact checking i had one catholic friend who told me you have to watch this it's super interesting um it's a great kind of meeting of the minds and for any anyone who's interested in organized religion, but sort of the schism in the Catholic Church in general, this is a really great look yeah, into the church. Absolutely. The sort of the the reformist versus the traditionalist. Which was actually my favorite of their sort of back and forth discussions is when they started to get into those things. Yeah. Um, I really loved that, yeah. So my one friend was like, yes, definitely watch it. And then my priest friend was like, yeah, like it's worth watching, but like just know that like none of it's true. Or like... <laughs> So what? I don't know like how much none, like none a, of it's true. The media likes to portray Benedict and Francis as like very opposite in their theology when yeah. apparently that's not actually the case that they're actually but I don't I I I'll be honest I haven't done my reading. Sure. So this is one of those movies where I caution um viewers especially if you're not Catholic if you're going to use this movie as, like, your frame of reference for, like, important issues or, you know, when people watch a movie and yeah. they feel like they're now experts I mean, you shouldn't the... anyway. Like, no matter – I know people do. But you shouldn't ever take a mo- – because all movies, even if it's 100% based on a true story, is, it's not. is dramatized. Yeah. Because you got to make it interesting. You, like, you have so to. So I would – my – I would caution saying, you know – if you're if you're interested in what went on in the yeah. film and if you're interested in the issues, maybe go on Wikipedia and kind yeah. of figure out what exactly. Maybe not Wikipedia because that's not or, a, but, Wikipedia is written by rando people. True, and they don't take you know any I mean. information I, from the source. But I know what you mean. Go on, go online. In the right read, yeah, Wikipedia it, to me is a, definitely a step in the right direction over a movie. And yes. why I caution that even more is because even though you and I. No, film isn't real life. That's correct. Not all of, not everyone who watches movies no. has critical thinking. But on top of it, the film was made in very much a documenta- 
documentary style. Oh, absolutely. Like, if you didn't know they were actors you, and you just, like, flipped on – clicked on Netflix – I, I could believe someone thinking that they were just watching a documentary. There are no scenes that are to set up exposition in any way. Yeah. They just allow things to go. They At the beginning, they kind of do a montage thing of, of – it was actually one of my – they skipped over something I didn't want them to. But they do – I'll get to that in a second. They do a montage thing with news articles and, and yeah. news reporters to explain where we are in sort of the timeline and, and the popes. But – from that point on, you are discovering things with these two yeah. within their conversations. So, um, which is, like, good and bad. I, when I watch a movie, I want it to be a movie. So, like, I wasn't, like, super jazzed by how, like, the realism of the film. Like, yeah. it looks like it's literally filmed on, like, an HD digital camera. For sure. Like, it looks like you're watching, like, really, I don't know, like, how to describe that type of. Oh, no, I know what you like, mean. Digital. You're, you're literally watch just exactly the way just you're seeing it yeah. you're saying you're HD, not yeah digital digital it's like yeah. this is it yeah. yeah very crisp yeah very crisp um so personally i was not a fan but my one of my co-workers was like i loved it that's like why i loved the movie i loved that it was documentary mm-hmm. style he's really interested in organized religion so like he liked that sort of not expose but that kind of yeah. that setup um personally i wasn't a fan and i also was not a fan of the flashback scenes, which again felt very documentary to me about how like Francis is telling a story and mm. about the past and then they're like showing the past. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just wasn't, to be honest, I would have been very comfortable just watching two hours of them talking together I would together have been okay if, if to show, because they were, because it was, yeah, it was kind of how the, the, the flashback of how Francis sort of decided to become a get involved a, a priest i felt like it would have been when you have two all-star actors why not have them monologue it like why not have them talk and, and keep within the style and have them talk talk yeah. it through without having to visually see it necessarily like i think this could have served better by by being that type of bottle movie yeah. where, where you're just sort of you're always going to be with these two people and it's nothing else and we're just going to follow them and, and make it dynamic that and i way. think it would have been okay so there's two fl- large flashback scenes mm-hmm. one where he has he's called to the priesthood and then another one where it's kind of his, his uh darkest night his mm-hmm. crisis of faith kind of like there was this major event in his life that kind of changed the course of his life um again i could have done without yeah the flashback like i could have done without i think they were trying to set it up for character analysis oh for sure it's all character based yeah when like you didn't really need it and then it would have just made the movie an hour and a half and that would have been okay yeah in my opinion yeah yeah it definitely it could it definitely could have gone without those i i think the part of the movie i didn't like was actually the the montage at the beginning where they sort of quickly went through how they select a pope. That was actually the one thing I was thinking about going into this movie. Like, I'm going to finally see how this works. And like, and then it kinda, it's boring. And then it, it's boring and it's done. <laughs> it was, it's so boring. We have to montage it and make it happen real quick. And I'm like, Oh, okay. it was true. It, until the two popes meet, I could, I was like, I wasn't, I'm like, Oh, am I even going to like this movie? Yeah. Like, I don't know. But then when, it was they the meet. yeah. It was the scene in the garden. Yeah. When they first meet at his summer 
residence or wherever that is. That that I would think I felt the same way. That's yeah. where I'm like, okay, this is now taken off. This is yeah. which goes to show that really the acting yes is the best part of the film and the dialogue. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in terms of like, I wouldn't say overall writing because like no. the story no. itself, the the flashback scenes I could have done without the. This is the type of movie that I exactly what you're saying is like I come out of it going I nominate these two actors for sure but nothing else yeah like the, yeah. the rest of the movie was like decent and I think that's but what you happened. nominate the actors yeah I think that's what happened in the Oscars I think it got nominated for a couple other little things but uh, I'd have to look it up but I, I do remember it it being up for something else but I but the acting for sure yeah which again now that I've seen it I'm like okay yeah I, I get it I agree it makes um, sense yeah, Good. Jonathan Price was nominated for leading role. Um, Anthony Hopkins for supporting. Even though I feel like they got equal screen time. It was whatever. pretty close, <laughs> but I think they were like the story's kind of more. It is a leading Pope Francis one story, way. Um, which is the other part of. I don't know. Maybe it's it's my own thoughts, but I still felt. I felt that this movie did a little bit of a better job than Marriage Story did about showing two opposing sides and not really taking a side. Right. And I think maybe the documentary style lent to that. Like I felt the direction and the style like let us – the two were just talking and then your own bias comes in. But mm-hmm. Marriage Story really leaned on like one of these people. Right. I'm on their side. So I don't know. I thought that that was another pretty good thing. Well, Benedict was just like so old and fragile. He was just like such – a cute old man i just like and before because growing up and you went to catholic school so maybe you went through the same thing but um pope john paul ii died when i was in the eighth grade and that was the only pope i had known my whole life mm-hmm. and then we get and jp2 was like a force of nature mm-hmm. um like very charismatic very media like a good face for media. Near the end, of course, he was very sick, but yeah. still, like a beloved pope. And then we get Benedict the Sixteenth, and he's he was like he was really not well loved in the no, I well no. in 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 some circles in the you know for traditionalists and uh, people who uh, like theologians obviously really supported Benedict the Sixteenth, but he was not like a media pope. No, and so, I didn't realize that as much until this movie too. Mm-hmm. Like I knew he wasn't as popular, but I didn't really know everything that went into it. They call him the Rottweiler yeah. of God. Yeah, <laughs> so I like the, that. So the two popes was nominated for writing. So okay. it was nominated for adapted screenplay as well that as makes, the two actors. I can um, I can see it being. Um, adapted screenplay makes sense And to it's me. funny because now I'm looking at, like, all the think pieces that are out and people use the two popes as, like, an example of, like, why it's still racist and sexist. But now that I've seen it, I'm like, it's pretty good, though. Like, you're kind of judging. Like, I'm what, wondering. Why, though? Why? I mean, just because it's it's uh, it's two, two white guys Catholic movie. It's like, that, like that's what, even well, though it's guess... apparently, like, but again, with research, like, I, if that's true that an atheist directed it. So a little bit of research, people would, by seeing the movie, first of all, and then also knowing, like, oh, someone who's, like, not really biased is directing it. And, like, it's a, they're trying to make a bigger point than just religion. I've just – I've seen lots of things where, like, this is the example. Like, why of, like, do we need – it's one of those things where, like, why do we need this story? Yeah, and Here's it's like – but, thing, like, it's a good movie. But it's a good movie. The thing is, is this is a good movie. And, yeah, you can you can – 
gawk all you want, but both these actors kind of deserve nominations. My, my like feeling good. is we don't need less stories. We need more I stories. I couldn't agree more. So we don't have to stop telling. And no. although, and to say that this is like a white movie where like, um, I mean, maybe people don't agree with me, but like uh, Pope Francis, the real Pope Francis is from Argentina, which is like a, a developing Latin American country, which in my mind isn't like what we think of quote unquote white no, and culture. I, I think people just use it as another example of like, here's it, a movie the with film like, addresses no. questions about inequality and no, poverty. Sure. Like that's the message that Pope yeah. Francis, I don't know. I, I'm getting defensive. Because no, I, I, no, I 100% agree with you. I think it comes back to that same culture of being clickbaity, of being upset for kind of no reason. I think we can still have movies about popes, white popes, if you want to say white popes. We can still have movies about African Americans. Mm. We can still have movies about Asian culture. We can have movies about white women, black women, Mexican women. Yeah, like all of that. It's not a que- it's a question of representation. So you're you're right to be. People are right to be angry that there aren't other types of movies, but like that doesn't mean we shouldn't make the two popes. Yeah. Is what I'm trying no. to say. No, and I I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I think it's it's this movie exists and we add to it. We don't take away things. You don't have to take away stuff to give other people opportunities. You can just give more because there's there's lots of room in film to have these stories told. I couldn't agree. And with you I more. think this movie says some interesting things, and maybe it would open your mind. If you watched it and sure. listened to what Pope Francis has to say yeah. about inequality yeah. and migrants and the uh, the environment, like yeah. there's lots of that is that makes me angry that this movie yeah. is like, oh, it's yeah. racist. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, it's again, it's a surface thing, and the I know. people who write it have probably never seen it. So all in all, um, what do you give two popes? A stream it. Only because there was those. That documentary, document, mm-hmm. documentary style and the flashbacks. Yeah. I personally did not care for that. Yeah. Um, I think it's a it's a good movie. I was engrossed. I found it yeah. interesting. The acting is phenomenal. Yeah. But it wouldn't be a movie that I would say you have to rush out and okay. see, especially because it's on Netflix. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna give it a soft see it just because those things didn't bother me as much and the acting really elevated yeah. it for me like really did so I'm gonna give it a soft see it but again because it is on Netflix you know in the way our rating system works so yeah obviously like do you have to you don't have to run out of the theaters at all you can see it but I, I'm gonna give it a soft see it because I do think if you're into the Oscars if you want to be part of the conversation if you want to judge anything you should see the movie and I do think it's worth it I don't think it's a boring two hours oh it's, it's not it's, it's not boring at all yeah. it's very entertaining I guess my thinking is that if you have to pick between a movie that's gonna leave the theaters yeah and watching the two popes, see the movie that's going to in the theater. The Go to the theater, theater. first, yeah. and then wait and then, to see the. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's you kind have of a couple weeks to see it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Okay, so before we get to the game, I just want to let people know that this Thursday, January twenty third, I will be releasing our second annual Oscars pool. Cool. So just like last year, it's a website I've created. It'll be available on our social media. If you've ever emailed us and asked questions, I'm going to send it out to you. But if you're a first-time listener and you want to participate, just find it on our social media as of Thursday, right in the morning. 
I will release it. Great. So I have a little game for you, Taylor. It's cool. a very quick game, but it's uh, it's actually it's inspired by Natalie and our fan question. So I'm going to ask you so zero questions, zero. and you have five seconds to answer this question. Okay. So the question might be name something, name these things, or right. name whatever. So listen to the question. I have a timer film on my computer. Related? They're all film related. Okay. They're all Oscar. They're all Oscars related and female film related. It's either oh, Oscars, so there's God. some some male questions, but there's Oscars or female. Emma Ready? Watson. Uh, okay. Ready for this? Yeah. Okay, so five seconds. Name three Tom Hanks movies. Big. Toy Story. Uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Oh, you just got it. You just got <laughs> it in the five seconds. Good, good, good. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Name one character name that Steve Carell has played. Uh, the name of uh, Eric. Eric. No. Eric. What's the Eric. Bruce Almighty? Who's he in Bruce Almighty? Evan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, you didn't get that one. So we got you got we got one, Eric. but no to that one. Okay, <laughs> name one film directed by Patty Jenkins. Wonder Woman. Good. You gave that away. In I the did, show. I, but maybe you weren't listening. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes you get flustered having to answer things. Okay, ready? Yeah. Name three superheroes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Superman. No. Nope. <laughs> Thor. Uh, uh, the Hulk. You didn't get it. <laughs> Your five seconds are up. Yeah, Thor and the Hulk is good. Would have accepted Iron Man, Spider-Man. Uh, but Superman is not part of I know, Marvel. It's DC. Um, okay. Name three Angelina Jolie movies. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, The Changeling. At a time. <laughs> Tomb Maleficent. Tomb Raider yeah. would have also been good, but no, you didn't get that one. Okay, ready? Yep. Name one Mindy Kaling movie. Late night. <laughs> okay, good. You got <laughs> that. Wah, wah. <laughs> get correct. Okay. Name three of the five women currently nominated for Best Actress. And you're out of time. Would have accepted Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> what, would, Judy. Would, would have expected, yeah, Renee Zellweger. Charlize uh, Theron. Yeah, for Bombshell, but you didn't get um, anything. The Woman and Harriet, I think, is nominated. Yeah, Cynthia uh, 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 um, and, uh, Nerevo, um, I think. Who's the last, the last one? one. Um, the last one is... Uh, yeah, so Cynthia Erivo, Scarlett Johansson, Saoirse Ronan, Charlize go. Theron, and Renee Zellweger. So Natalie's like, Taylor sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Taylor, super sexist. Name three previous Oscar hosts. Ellen, uh, uh, oh, uh. At a time. <laughs> It's when the Jimmy when Kimmel, when you're under Whoopi the Goldberg. buzzer. It's yeah. the buzz. It's it the is timer. the buzzer. It's the buzzer. I was thinking okay. of. Um, not Zach Efron. Oh my gosh, isn't that I literally I literally <laughs> listed them last episode. It was um he smokes a lot of pot and he got in trouble because he was James Franco. Yeah, and James Franco and Anne Hathaway. Yeah. I literally listed them last week. Yep. But you didn't name this no. here. Name one original movie musical. Chicago? It's not original. Oh. Uh, La La Land, I guess. There you go. You Does got it. it. You got Yeah, La La Land. You got it. You got it in time, too, with one second left. Is that it? Nope. I got two more questions. Okay, okay. Name one of the songs nominated for best song in this year's Oscars. I don't know. Something from Frozen? Oh, there's one from... Uh, there's one from Frozen, but okay. You're out of time. The <laughs> there is one from Frozen, but <laughs> you didn't get it, so it's it's fine. Um, yeah, so uh, I can't let you... 
through Throw Yourself Away, Toy Story 4. I'm going to Love Me Again from, from, from our favorite Rocket guy. Man. I'm Standing With You from Breakthrough. Don't know, I don't that. Even know what that Into is. the Unknown from Frozen 2 and Stand Up from Harriet. Last question. Okay. Name one Tyler Perry movie. Med- Medeus's house. <laughs> is oh that a <laughs> yeah? Is it Medea's they, house? Med- <laughs> There's like a whole like series of movies. All right. Yes, I know, but I don't know if her house is one of them. But I'm gonna give it to you because you knew the series. One, two, three, four. But how do five. you say that? So, it's not Medea. Medea. Yeah. I said Medea. So so you failed. Yeah, <laughs> you you right. only got five right out of the twelve. So there it you was, go. It was you know in my defense it was the buzzer. It was the buzzer and your sexist nature. Yes. <laughs> uh, so thank you so much uh, everyone for listening uh, this week to Screening in Kingston. Go see some movies.